What are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel. Take a fly. Sit me tracing out of sight. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. We've got one more position we need to cover this week, the last episode before uh. the Super Bowl. And who do we have? <laughs> the two teams we didn't want to see there, the Chiefs and the Bucks. But you already yeah. knew that from the last episode. Um, do you have any predictions right now before we get into some tidbits of uh, the upcoming Super Bowl? Uh, only prediction is nobody's really going to be happy <laughs> after the game is over. But I think to make most people happy, you probably want the Chiefs to win. But I, I, I'm fine. I like Mahomes, like I said last week. I think he's still a pretty cool guy. I don't know anyone who's really likes Tom Brady. <laughs> like there's just not a single person out there that I know of that's not a Bucks fan or Patriots fan. That is pretty much what I have been seeing too. Um <laughs> I, I just I don't even know how to root in the Super Bowl. I haven't found yeah. a, a squares pool to be in or anything yet. <laughs> I I don't like being in the online ones. It's just there's nobody to like brag to when I go yeah, into work in the true. morning, you know, the next day and stuff. So I don't know if I'll, I'll find one of those sites and maybe put some bets on some props and, and do yeah. it that way. But yeah. the only thing I'm really kind of okay with is again, Andy Reed getting another Super Bowl. But even then I'm like, he got one. That's it. That's yeah. all I, that's all I really wanted from him. I mean, <laughs> I, I I just I don't want to see another dynasty start. We already had an AFC dynasty for so many years. It was it was 19 years ago when Adam Vinatieri hit that game winning field oh, goal. Man, and here we are. And you know what's funny about that? It's back then I didn't like the Rams, so I right. was actually <laughs> yes. kind of rooting for Tom Brady and the Patriots to win yeah. that Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure if I, I would have known it would have gone to this level, I would have never done that. Yeah, it. Uh... It was your fault that Tom Brady ended yeah. up being a dynasty. Yep. So we'll just leave it at that. Yep. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, a couple cool little tidbits I've seen. Uh, Jake DeLome's three Super Bowl touchdown passes traveled more yards than Tom Brady's 18 Super Bowl touchdown passes. <laughs> 136 wow. yards to 133. That uh, that seems wow. a little weird. Eighteen <laughs> touchdowns and it's only traveled 133 yards in the air. So take that for what you will. Um, Tom Brady <laughs> has uh, gone on record saying, "I think next year is going to be a lot better than this year." What do you think about that? I mean, maybe in a regular season, I could see him saying that stuff, but you can't predict the fact they're going to get back to a Super Bowl. I mean, he's been to ten now, but. You never know. You can't say it's going to be better if you might you might not even make it to the Super Bowl because once you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. But I could see him saying, as far as the regular season goes, sure. but I don't know about the post the postseason. <laughs> Makes no sense to say that kind of thing. 
Yeah. Uh, I also read that Tom Brady said he saw somebody, uh, or somebody said they saw Tom see somebody crying on the sideline after their NFC championship game win. And he went up to him and he was like, what are you crying for? We're not done yet. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> well, uh, we get it, Tom. Uh, and there's one yeah. thing on your mind, and that's what you're here to do. So, but, man, let the guy uh, have some emotion just once in a while. I don't know. <laughs> there's no emotion. <laughs> no, there's no crying happiness. in football. Oh. You're a box fan. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go to the other side of the ball. Uh, Patrick Mahomes says Travis Kelsey's spirit animal is a giraffe. I don't understand what that means. Now, Kelsey says Mahomes' spirit animal is a, can you guess? A frog? Yes, a frog! Yes. Uh, Kelsey said, yes. I think he's got a little frog in him. He's already got the voice of a frog. <laughs> Maybe he'll kiss a princess and turn into a knight. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I was I was tickled when I, don't I know saw what, that I, one. Is it giraffe because he's tall? I, uh, like, I, I don't get I'm the not, relation there. I'm not sure. I didn't see anything. Uh, long neck? Like, I <laughs> Maybe because he's um, got spots. I don't understand. No, yeah, I was a little <laughs> a little confused about that one uh, myself. But um, well, we've talked about the Super Bowl a little bit, but there is uh, an, a trade we might have to discuss just just for oh, a second. Yeah, somehow, some way, Matt Stafford is worth a lot in the National Football <laughs> League. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've liked Matt Stafford on here as a fantasy quarterback, and I think he's a, a good to great quarterback. But I just yeah. don't understand how the Rams gave up two future first-round picks, a third-round pick, and Jared Goff. Now, you yeah. know if you listen to the show, we're not Jared Goff supporters. But... I don't think we he's are not. that bad of a quarterback. I mean, he did get an extension before they traded him away. Yeah. Yes, he had a down year, but holy crap, he got traded before Carson Wentz did, and Carson Wentz had a much <laughs> worse year than Jared Goff. And uh, Yeah, and it's weird because Jared Goff is somebody, like we don't think he's a great quarterback, but he did make it to the Super Bowl two years ago. They could have won that game. They just completely underperformed. And that's part of that's him. And I'm not saying that's part of the reason why they're not as good as they could be. Now, do I think it's an upgrade at the quarterback position for the Rams to get Stafford? Yes, I do. Sure. I don't know how much of an upgrade. Yeah. Therefore, it makes it really difficult to say that this was worth it. I mean, I don't think it's worth it at all. I'll be honest. It's not worth it unless they win at least one Super Bowl with Stafford. If that's the case, then it's completely worth it. You spend two first-round picks and a third-round pick, whatever it is that they gave up. I know it's a lot. You spend that to get a Super Bowl, completely worth it. Right. And as a fan, I'd be perfectly fine with that as well. But it, if they don't win the Super Bowl, it's not worth it. I mean, they got to the Super Bowl with golf. You can't yeah. get <laughs> any better than that other than winning it. Hey, that's the whole thing with me, too. I don't know how much better they actually get in a division that's very competitive right now. Um, yeah. That whole NFC West is going to be vying for first place next year. 
depending on what San Francisco does at their quarterback position. If they don't do anything, yeah. I don't believe that they're going to be a contender again. But with Matt Stafford in the Rams, I don't know that they're really that much better than Seattle. Seattle can only really improve if they get some stuff on the defensive side of the ball. Their offense is fine, and if they play better defense, they're definitely the best team in that division, in my opinion, even with Matt Stafford now on the Rams. Yeah, I think at best the Rams are even with Seattle, but I don't think I think Seattle's still the better team. But what I saw to Seattle this last few weeks in the regular season and even in the playoffs, they, they just kind of fell apart. Something wasn't right there. So there's a chance that if that kind of continues on into next season, there's a chance the Rams with Stafford can, you know, get over the get over the hump and become that, that team that wins that division again. But I I I just don't know how much better it makes their team, but I think it does make it better. But at the end game, it's not going to make it better in the long run because Stafford, one, is old, and two, you got rid of a lot of your future first-round picks, and the picks matter when, you, when you're building a team. So Stafford is not a young quarterback, so I guess you're going to need him to stick around for three years so that you can get another first-round pick to, <laughs> to be a quarterback for you because otherwise, what's the point? You just lost out on years that Stafford didn't play for you. I don't know. It, it, it doesn't make sense, but I understand why they wanted a better quarterback. Right. It feels like they could have got a better quarterback some other way. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like – in I read some of the other offers that have rumored to be out there, and it was basically like – a first-round pick this year and something else later in the draft and whatnot. But for the Rams to give up that much, they really yeah. must feel that, that they were literally a quarterback away from making a Super Bowl run because you can't give up that much. If they don't trade for a first-round pick in the next three drafts, they won't have another one until, what is it, 2024, and that means their only yep. first-round draft pick selection in the last eight years would have been Jared Goff, and he's not even on the team now. So <laughs> you really, really better hope you have the pieces in place. Now, we'll probably analyze this more on later. Um, but, yep. you know, he's he got a young-ish offense around him. So I'll give them that. If he can make them better than they were with Goff, then, yeah, I can see it, but only time will tell. A um, yeah. couple little tidbits about that trade. Um, the <laughs> In Sean McVay's phone call to Jared Goff, McVay told Goff the details of the trade, and apparently Goff immediately said, okay, I've got to go, and hung up. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, whatever, I mean, I don't have any yeah. um, uh, control over this, so uh, I don't, you're I, not my coach you know, anymore. Funny, <laughs> what's funny is Goff, there's a chance that he's not even the starting quarterback for the Lions. Like, I feel like they got him because they said, well, if we don't get anything else with one of our picks, I mean, maybe they're looking for to get a, a quarterback and, in this draft, and maybe it will work out for them. But I think he is more of a backup plan than he is the actual plan. 
I don't know. That's kind of my feeling with the Lions. I don't feel like the Lions are sitting there saying, we're going to compete now, and that's why we wanted to get Goff with the trade. I don't know. It doesn't make sense for them to say we need Goff for the future because he's just not a future guy. And I think there's a chance they go after a quarterback, if not this draft, the next one. To go along with that or maybe (laughs) on top of that, don't count out the Lions trading Goff again somewhere with all the quarterbacks that are that are, yeah. are leaving, retired, not signed play. I mean, the Colts are still a destination for a quarterback of some kind. The 49ers, not that they would. I mean, how funny would that be if the Rams trade Goff out of the NFC West and then he gets traded back to somebody like the 49ers, so now they get to face him because – I would yeah. still rather have Goff over Garoppolo. I don't know what you would oh, think about I that, would but too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he makes that team slightly better, or at least you know yeah. not terrible at the quarterback position. Um, <laughs> one more uh, little tidbit: apparently, uh, Sean McVay and his fiance were in Cabo while all this was going down. Stafford and his wow. wife also happened to be there. After the deal was won, they hmm. all met up to have dinner and celebrate a fresh start. Um, hmm. Hmm. Seems a little That's weird, doesn't it? Uh, I, I don't think. <laughs> no, they they didn't definitely didn't notice each other. You know, staring across the room when they were you know showing up at the hotel. Yeah, that's it's a little fishy to me, but. Whatever. It's a little interesting. I'll say that it makes you scratch your head a little bit. <laughs> uh, two things from Todd Gurley. What does Todd Gurley have <laughs> to say about this? Do we care? Um, but Todd Gurley no. on the Jared Goff trade said he has a lot of ball left in him. Well, well, yeah, he's not even 30 yet. So uh, if he's going to be a starting quarterback, he's got a good six, seven, eight, ten years that he could be a quarterback. So. I don't know what that kind of uh, information helped with anything. Like I, I believe help in him. at all. That's pretty much. It doesn't help that information. That's pretty much <laughs> what he has been in the last couple of years, not helping himself or helping the team. Really, he's just been very mediocre at the best. At the best. And other than that, it's been very downhill with him. So I'm not going to trust in what he has to say, especially about a quarterback that he's not even playing with anymore. Right. And the second Todd Gurley tidbit, if Todd Gurley didn't fall into the end zone for a touchdown against the Lions and they won, Detroit would have the third overall pick and the Falcons would be picking ninth. Um, (laughs) Detroit's just like, why? Why couldn't you just won that game now? We we get future first and the third overall pick and a new quarterback that may or may not work. Eh, Who knows? But I thought that Mm. was kind of fun yeah um yeah well we do have one thing we haven't touched on in in a couple of weeks and now it's time for twat this week's antonio troubles <laughs> oh no oh what has no nothing has really happened but at the same time antonio brown's kind of um <laughs> going back to his i don't know he's in his head again and his narcissistic uh, personality is showing. Uh, apparently, he had a 25-minute <laughs> media session, and the takeaway from that is he seems to believe he's a victim. He mentioned haters and doubters, 
and it just everything was oh what, nothing's my fault dude ab mr big chest um <sighs> everything you've ever done up to this point has been your fault the good and the bad you were a hell of a player for a number of years yeah still look like you have something to give on the football field but can yeah, you just we'll own your dumb crazy attitude and your acts of just unbelievable selfishness like come on just just say okay i was a jerk i'm over it i'm trying to move forward yeah it's weird nope it's not my fault (laughs) (laughs) them are the type of i'm surprised tom brady really wanted to you know be i feel like he is a different type of person like he doesn't take right you know it's my fault type of thing it's not my fault type of thing but i don't know i mean he maybe just said you know he's a great football player i want him on my team and that's all i care about i don't know yeah it just seems kind of weird i guess we'll see if any other team is even willing to take him on besides whatever team tom brady is there will be because he's still got talent he's a talented guy there's no doubt about it but there's the fact that you just gotta really have the ability to deal with and manage a player like that that's difficult at this point in his career it's something happened because he wasn't ever really like this until a couple of years ago, all of a sudden he just went nuts. Well, we didn't know he was like this until a couple of years ago. He may have been like this the I guess whole that's time, true. but yeah. we didn't start seeing it until, um, yeah, you, you all know the a story. A couple of years ago. <laughs> just, just uh, maybe I'll do a super cut of all the um, twat episode oh, no. parts and uh, cut those together. We'll see. <laughs> I feel like making the time for that. Uh, anyway, one more we need, thing. We need to play that song again. <laughs> yes, we should. We should. Uh, one more thing before we get on to our tight ends. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, the Jets have teamed up with Nike to create a pilot high school girls flag football team in New Jersey. Or a league, sorry. Um. That's cool. I love flag football. I just... I, I know there's a lot of jokes that could be made just with that title, but it's a good thing, <laughs> in my opinion, to get more people that could be involved and want to, you know, play or watch football. But uh, as bad as the yep. Jets were, like, well, uh, are they going to be recruiting from this girls' flag football team to <laughs> come join them? But uh, yeah, the, yeah, maybe maybe a kicker. You never know. Quarterback. Yeah. I yeah, I saw a few years ago. This girl was playing with her dad in the park, and I, I swear she was throwing like seventy yards. Oh. I was just like, "Oh my goodness!" It might have been the same. She had an arm on her. Might have been the same girl I saw, but there was like a huge block party, and she took a football and threw it like a couple of blocks deep. And I was just like, "Uh, what is yeah. going on there? And why have we never seen this happen before?" Because that she that, just that's launched the f- it. That's the first thing. If your girl needs to be a, a quarterback in any league, quarterback in football or NFL or college, whatever, they're gonna. That's the first thing you need. You're gonna have to have an arm. You right. can't just Chad Pennington it the <laughs> entire time. And although that did work with for him, but and then the second thing they need, they need to not just have the accuracy, but they need to understand it, which I think they can totally understand. It's nothing. They have different brains, but it's just their abilities sometimes aren't as because men just, they love to lift weights and you know right. do all this stuff. And a lot of times you don't find it in the women. But if you find somebody like that who's got the natural ability to do that, that'd be really exciting to watch in football. I, and I would be all for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, and if you could get uh, one that is just 
super shifty too because you know they can yeah. bend in different ways that guys can't they just they're built a different way and they <laughs> can <true>. move different <laughs> and like scrunch up into a little i i don't know i i would be very curious to see how they could uh get away from uh somebody uh trying to rush them from the end but um anyway i guess we have to do it we have to talk about the tight ends it, it's there <laughs> It was terrible this year. Obviously, all yep. three of us had Travis Kelsey at number one, and obviously Travis Kelsey was miles ahead of everybody else. And well, we got that one right. We, we could call it a day now. We probably I should. Good. I mean, we all had George Kittle <laughs> at number two. Uh, had he played an entire season at his average, he would have been number three. So that would have been okay. fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. the actual number two was Darren Waller, and uh, you and I had him around the same. Uh, I think I ended up, oh, man, yeah. I pushed him all the way down to nine. You had him at eight. We both I started him eight. at seven, yeah. and uh, Network had him at four by the end of the preseason. <laughs> I don't know how much of that was a Raiders bias, but he did have him higher than all uh, of, between us. And Darren Waller had a great season. He had a couple of really monster games that put him up there uh, because there was a couple of stinkers thrown in. But out of everybody that was left after Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller was, again, above and beyond every single other tight end. And then... Well, and the problem is, is all the other tight ends that that we would have had of... uh, Wow, that we would have had ahead of him didn't perform anywhere close to what no a tight end would normally perform. So and that's part of it. But I think Waller did definitely do better than what we all thought. But it's not like we had him so far down the list that it was a complete surprise. We knew he was going to be – we just didn't realize that, one, these other guys weren't going to be that great and he was going to improve that much. Sure. So I think that's a lot to do with it too. I think we also didn't realize how bad the wide receivers were going to be in Oakland. I mean, they still had Tyrell Williams. They drafted yeah. Ruggs and uh, Brian Edwards, and we all were yeah. hoping Brian Edwards was going to be something. And it yeah. ends up being what Nelson Aguilar is the best wide receiver on the Raiders. <laughs> I mean, he had a good year, and I was rooting for him as a, a former Eagle. Uh, but that's not who you want as your number one wide receiver. Sorry, it's just uh, not a successful. Yeah, and that's that's what's weird because we all thought. I mean, we didn't really particularly love the wide receivers but they had a lot that they just drafted and they they had hunter renfro still and we were just like oh the only they could put something together here and it just never it never worked out so so then uh the next closest one that we were all somewhat close on was um we all three ended up with mark andrews as our number three overall tight end he finished at six he started off Uh, decent and then kind of fell off and then had some decent games, but Baltimore was just not Baltimore from the year before. So Mm -hmm. Mark Andrews suffered a little bit, though if you had him, you at least had a decent option at tight end. He was kind of lumped up with the next four guys. He finished at six. The three guys ahead of him were TJ Hawkinson, who we all had just outside our, you know, uh, tight end ones. In that, you know, what what did you have? 14, I had him at 17. I I just didn't know what to expect from him. 
uh, and, yeah. and he was a surprise for sure, <clears throat> and uh, one that I will be keeping a close eye on this coming year. But yeah, I would off. have liked yeah. him more with Stafford, but we all knew Stafford wasn't going to be there. I don't know if Goff is good enough to keep him fantasy viable because there's a lot of people out there that were talking about Tyler Higby before this season, and we all kind of said, hey, now, pump the brakes on mm-hmm. Tyler Higby. Mm-hmm. He does have a good situation if they keep it going, but they did not introduce him into the offense like they did the last few games of 2019. And speaking yeah. of Tyler Higby. Just one oh, note I okay. want to – sorry, I want to go back to Mark Andrews just real quick. Sure. If you look at what he his games – his average points per game was 12, but he was very, very up and down. He yes. had uh, 23 his first week, and then he went under 10 the next two, and then a 21, 17, a 2, hmm. a 5, a 5, yep. a 13, a 20, a 13, an 18, and then a 13, and then an 8. So he was very up and down. So that average, I as much as I liked him this year <laughs> because I had him on a few team, a couple teams, he ended up probably hurting. Well, not really hurting me because tight ends was so bad that if you had Mark Andrews, you're, yeah. you're sitting pretty. But it, usually, you want to see a more consistent line out of, out of tight end. But he was very up and down this year. Yep. Uh, and then in front of T.J. Hawkinson was a guy we suggested later on in the year if you had tight end needs. Mm-hmm. Logan Thomas with Alex Smith at quarterback was a very yep. viable option towards the end of that season. Um, I want to see what his stats were. Of course, now I'm not clicking on the correct area here. Um, since, <laughs> since week 12, this is including week 17, but since week 12, he was not under 10 points. That's what I was hoping to hear. That's consistent, and that's what I want to see. And there was, a, there was a few other games where he was above 10 points, but it really started clicking with Alex Smith. And yep. that is, that is the key. So Alex Smith's the starter next year, expect the tight end position, whether it's Logan Thomas or whoever else they may or may not get, expect that tight end position to be a little bit better little than bit. what it would be with somebody else. Cause he was, he was consistent in getting catches yep. and yards and touchdowns, just kind of spacing it out and having a decent game every time. Uh, unlike, mm-hmm. The number was it number three overall. Uh, he had a lot of points, but he was very hit or miss too. Robert Tanyan, who obviously nobody had yeah. on their list, but he was one that was kind of boom or bust. Uh, he had a couple of games with multiple touchdowns, and that's great if you have him in that week. But then when he disappears the very next week, um, what are you going to do? You got to make up those points somewhere. And I'd rather not. And before I let you give your take on Robert Tanyan, I just want to point out that more than likely, Robert Tanyan's touchdowns will regress next year. That is not a position that Aaron Rodgers usually feeds and gets a lot of touchdowns. Now, that could change. Maybe Robert Tanyan is his new second favorite target on that team. I don't know yet, but <laughs> it wasn't consistent enough for me to be like, oh, yeah, I'm sure Robert Tanya will get 10 touchdowns next year. I I would bet against yeah. that. Yeah, and I think you're, you're probably right about that. And the thing you want to think of is, is tight end position. So 
you you don't mind having him on your team. The problem is, is a lot of there's going to be, especially where we live personally, there's yes. going to be a lot of people taking him earlier than what he should be taking. So I think you're spot on with that with the tight or with the touchdowns probably not coming as much. But what I see when I see him is not just up and down, but I see just a few good games really and then everything else is just he had one that was a 34.8 game and a lot of the other ones that were good were like in the teens right but then he has a five has three he has a six he had a zero week one which you know it's week one whatever but he has a a two week 17 uh, just very lackluster numbers that you don't want in your position it's 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 hard to even talk about tight ends though because (laughs) You you think oh this guy only got a five point nine week but th- there's probably one week where that ends that ends you up in the top ten for tight end position <laughs> so it you can't just sit there and say you know five point nine is bad you almost have to sit there and say you know that's at least something because that's pretty much what you have to say when you comes to the tight end position I I, I tight end position is just the worst to talk <laughs> the last like five years it's been so bad that there's only been like three or four guys that are even worth taking in the draft. And it's like, after that, just, I mean, I'll just take the guy you kind of like because you right. get something <laughs> out of him. Yep. And uh, I'm seeing here on all those games that he scored over 10 points on only mm-hmm. one of those games. Did he not score a touchdown? So every single time he scored double digits, mm-hmm. even the teens ones, it was a touchdown. Yep. And that made me look at his total targets on the year. He caught 52 passes, which is not bad for a tight end, but he only got targeted 59 times. So he caught most of the passes thrown to him. That's great. Good catch percentage. percentage. But when 59 targets is your max, I mean, that's like three and a half a game or not even. That's not a good average when you uh, want a lot of production or at least a lot of looks for your tight end. So and just to clarify how much that that amount of targets is, you give Travis Kelsey like ten more targets, and he's going to be almost a hundred uh, targets more than that. So Travis Kelsey obviously far and away better than all the other tight ends this year, but it, it, that just puts it in perspective. He had one hundred and forty five targets this year. Yep, that is insane. And that is why he is number one, and that is why he yep. broke some records this year. Um, so I'm going to go back to our lists really quick because a lot of these guys that we're going to start talking about were not exactly in uh, the order that we had them. Um, obviously, I'm sorry. I, I, I have to stop you for a second okay. because I, I, I had no idea Darren Waller had 146 targets. So he yeah. had more targets than Travis Kelsey. Yep. That's insane, man. He was peppered um, all year long. Continue. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we obviously all had Zach Ertz at least a top five by the end of preseason. Yeah. Uh, Network was definitely not a fan of his, but maybe through no fault of his own, really, he gets injured and the Eagles offense is abysmal this year. So it going sure into was. next year, you might be able to get Zach Ertz at a discount. Whether or not that's a good thing or fool's gold, I'm not 100% sure on that yet. Because, again, I know you like Dallas Goddard. I like Dallas Goddard. Networks likes Dallas Goddard. And he's a good player. But 
I don't know about either one of those going into next year. I mean, we're still waiting to see who our quarterback's going to be in Philadelphia and if they like their tight ends. Because if it's going to be Jalen Hurts, I have my doubts. I would almost yeah. doubt that Zach Ertz is going to be there too. I bet you they trade him. If Wentz goes, <laughs> it's going to be a very... If, if you can't get Zach Ertz for a discount, then let the other person have well, of because course. it's not <laughs> worth the risk at all. I mean, I guess it, I mean, I, if you're looking at the tight end position and he's going a little bit lower and it's not, you know, a huge discount, like I think it should be because Zach Ertz underperformed the Eagles underperformed everything about the Eagles was just not good this year. Yep. Same with the jets. Same. I'm not trying to you know <laughs> up, one up you. I, I probably will never be able to do that, but Zach Ertz, is not somebody you want to be thinking, oh, I'm going to pick him, you know, at the you know, seventh overall tight end this year. That's not going to happen with me. And like you said, I, I think I'd rather have Dallas Goddard going forward for the Eagles anyway, even if Zach Ertz sure. is still on the team. If he's not on the team, then it's a completely different story. But uh, I, if you can't get him at a discount, let the other guy have him. <laughs> it's not worth it. Please do. Uh, one guy we all had at the sixth overall spot in our rankings was Evan Ingram. Now, yeah. he didn't have a great year. He didn't have a an absolutely awful year, uh, but he definitely wasn't worth where you drafted him. Now, the thing with Evan Ingram yeah. is it sounds like, from what I have read, he's not going to be in New York next year. And I don't mm-hmm. know if that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing, uh, I would love can't, to see him. It can't him. be much worse. No, it can't. It can't. I, I mean, I, I, and depending on where he goes, I guess, but why would you want to get a tight end of that caliber if you're not going to use him? So I would assume that wherever he goes, they're going to use him. And, and you know, I, don't be surprised <laughs> if he just flips over and stays in the stay, stay, same stadium and the Jets <laughs> pick him up. And that's something I want to watch because with, with Tanya this year, with uh, the I can't, why can I not think of people's names? <laughs> the head coach of the Packers, Lafleur. <laughs> Lafleur, um, with him being the head coach, his strategy is going to be probably fairly similar to his brother's strategy, to where he's probably going to use the tight end a little more. True. That's me just looking way too far and too deep into this. <laughs> Maybe, thing. but if. Uh, depending on who the Jets have at tight end position, and if they go out and get a tight end, you're going to realize that that's probably somebody you want to look at. That's a very early prediction, and we should have had the ESP button ready. Yeah, we should have. We could. (laughs) I think we will uh, going forward. I'll have that uh, ready and able to go. Yeah. Um, But I think Evan Ingram is going to be the opposite of Zach Ertz. You're going to get him at a discount next year because he didn't have a good year, but he is somebody that I would be willing to, to take at that I discount. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> again, it's going to be a crapshoot no matter what, when we talk about tight ends next mm-hmm. year, but we're going to do it. Um, then another guy that we all had right around there. I talked you guys up a little bit, maybe a little bit too much. Uh, you and network <laughs> both had this guy ending up at number seven. Overall, I had him as a top five play and when you look at the numbers, he wasn't far off. He just wasn't spectacular, really, yeah. at all. Um, in one uh, list I'm looking at, he was the number 10. At one list I'm looking at, he's the number 8. 
uh, talking about Hayden Hurst. He was yeah. fairly consistent all year long. There was one little stretch where he was under 10 points for four weeks in a row. But other than that, he was right close to that 10.0 mark with a couple of little bit better games, but he did not have a 20-point game all year long, and he is going to be forgettable. And that, again, it's going to be a guy that you're still going to get at a discount next year. Whether or not that's good, I agree. <laughs> time will tell. But there is a lot of I, guys that I'll be looking at like, man, there's so many guys I wouldn't mind having like round nine or later. And these guys are all going to fit in that category, I think. Yeah, and I agree with that. I think he will go underlooked a little bit, even though he was top 10, top 8, whatever you, whatever ranking system you're using. But what you said made me kind of realize something, that this almost makes people dislike him more because when he was under 10 points for them four weeks in a row, that was week 11, 12, yes. 13, 14. That is the home stretch of your regular fantasy season, yeah. if not the first week in the playoffs. So that really makes people dislike a guy. So they're probably going to say, you know what? I don't even want to touch him. He screwed me over in the playoffs or right when I was needing him. I didn't get the production I needed. So it's very, very possible people completely overlook him this next year, which, I mean, you can't overlook the guy, even if it's top 10. It's a starting tight end. Right. Come on. <laughs> uh, I like how you um, put that in there. It, it reminds me of all the people that complain about um, having pocket aces in poker. They only remember the times <laughs> that they've got beat or they were totally terrible. And they're going to remember yep. that going into next year. Oh, man, I had him on my team and he disappeared when I needed him most. I'm never going to draft yep. him again. Okay. That's your yep. prerogative, but. I'm still going to look at him next year. Um, yep, I will too. Then we will go back to the list of where they finished in PPR. Mike Gesicki at number seven. I know we kind of mm-hmm. were, uh, we were like, okay, in a 12-team league, I think he will be a tight end one, but barely. And maybe he <laughs> would have just been barely there if, you know, guys would have stayed healthy and, you know, other issues, but he did finish as the number seven overall was 10.6 points per game on average. But again, another guy who just kind of disappeared and then reappeared. Um, he, He had very, very lackluster games. The first 11 weeks of the season, except for week two where he blew up and week five where he had a decent game. And then in the fantasy yep. playoffs, he actually showed up again. Maybe not so mm-hmm. much in the uh, championship games, but he did have uh, an 11, a 25, and a 24 in, from weeks 12 to 14. So he started showing up when it mattered most to a lot of people, and maybe people will remember him for that. Um, but It's possible. What, what sucks, and this is where it gets really difficult, to try and rank tight ends and whatnot because a lot of these weeks are just bad. Yeah. They just they do not look good on paper. But I had him as a top uh, as a number one tight end this year. I think mm-hmm. when I, let me look at my rankings. You again. were eleven. Yeah, I had him at eleven. So he was a number one tight end this year, and it ended up being that. But it's like 
you just don't remember these <laughs> nope. guys. Like, it's just like, okay, that guy was okay. He did fine for me. But he ended up being the number seven overall tight end. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the, the way these tight ends are working, just very difficult to rank them. And then even if you go further down and you you, you find somebody like a Tyler Higby, like he's 19th overall on this list. I don't know what the other list has him at. But – he had eight ga- eight points per game, and that's really not that bad. But he was farther down the list than most people, so it just it 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 doesn't really make much of a difference right. what tight end you pick up. Yep, exactly. That's kind of the point we're making today. But at the same time, one of these guys could turn into that Logan Thomas who surprises you, and yeah. maybe you get to yep. uh, pick a guy up like. Uh, off the free agent waiver wire at some point during the season. I got a question real quick for you. Okay. Because of George Kittle's injury, do you think he drops at all in these next drafts coming up? I really don't think he'll drop too much, no. Uh, Because he was still amazing when he was on the field. He was. He really was. And, And I guess it'll depend on what they get at quarterback and what maybe they, their offense turns into because they do have a lot of interesting playmaker-type wide receivers and just you can't even call them all wide receivers. You know, like Debo Samuel, he runs the ball a lot. And Ayuk was a guy yeah. that if you get a ball in space, he's good. So maybe they kind of shift away from the tight end a little bit. I don't know. I wouldn't if I were them. George Kittle is still going to be good. But at the same time, George Kittle is a guy I'm starting to get a little worried about with these injuries and the way he plays. Concussions yep. could play a major part. This could be um, the next, uh, oh, my God, I, I'm drawing a blank on a name. Uh, <laughs> the tight end for the Redskins. Um, oh, what, I mean, how far back are you talking about? Uh, not too far talk- back, no. <laughs> I mean, you're talking the, the actual Redskins? Yes. The Washington football team? No, the Redskins. Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. No, see, you, you're the, this, the, I'm the wrong guy for this. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> We're both having shoot. issues here. Injury prone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can I know, see we him. We all know who you're talking about. It doesn't matter what his name is. <laughs> wow, I can't believe I can't remember he, that name. But Was he still playing this year for somebody? Actually, you know, I think he might have been. Now I'm scrolling down the list to see if I can. <laughs> I'm trying my best. <laughs> it's going to bother me until I find his it name. It's going to bother me more than normal. You probably, because you don't forget people's names. I do all the time. It's a regular occurrence for me. I can't find him. If he played, he barely played. I keep wanting to say Jordan. Jordan Reed. Is that the? That's it, yeah. Uh, okay. I was going to say that's right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Why? Why did that get so hard? But he's starting to make me think of Jordan Reed. And yeah. Jordan, it wasn't concussions necessarily with Jordan Reed, no, um, no. but it's they he plays so recklessly. George Kittle does that. Uh, I'm not going to spend a high pick on him. I never was anyway. But even if he slipped a little bit this year, I don't think I would take a chance. You know, if he was in the fourth, fifth round, I don't know that I would still do that. It would have to yeah. be a lot of other garbage in that round that I really didn't trust for me to go that avenue. But <laughs> just a word of warning out there so, for, for him. 
So I just want to show you why I still think George Kittle will be worth it. Mm-hmm. Going forward, he played eight games, and he got more targets than Robert Tanyan. Wow. Uh, that, that, just, that is one that's either a knock on Tanyan, which it is, or it's a really high positive on George Kittle. So there's no reason for me to think that if he's on the field, there's absolutely 100% chance that I'm going to want to have somebody like that. But you, you do have to look at the health concern, and I understand that. But I don't know if I'd go all the way to Jordan Reed, <laughs> but it might be That's the start a bit of much, that. Well, we didn't realize when when Jordan Reed started doing this, we didn't realize that this was going to be a permanent thing. Right. But then it started happening every single year. So if you see another sign of George Kittle getting something, you might yep. want to pump your brakes just a smidge. Just a smidge. Um, Just a smidge. Another guy we'll have to monitor if he wants to play another season or not because he's retired once already. In fact, I had an entire <laughs> solo show about Rob Gronkowski finally retiring, and here he is. He's still a top 10 tight end. It was mm. very unspectacular. Uh, let's pull up his season stats. Where is he at on this one? He was number nine overall. I think he was eight overall in the one I was looking at. Um, but Rob Gronkowski, yeah, I, I, I started him out on our first rankings at eight and then I dropped them to nine. So I'm oh, spot on. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's pretty much, we didn't think he was going to be the Rob Gronkowski right. of old, even when he, though he had Tom Brady, it didn't matter. We kind of just realized he wasn't going to be there, but we knew he was going to be good enough to be in the top 10 yes. or so because who else is there? I mean, that's pretty much how it works, but I, I'm looking at uh network. He yeah. had him at 16. His yeah, final, he ranking. had zero, zero faith in Rob Gronkowski in yeah. this season. And I didn't, I just didn't know. I was like, well, I know he's not a top three tight end, but no, he's got to be better not. than a lot of guys. And there's network in the mm-hmm. chat right now. <laughs> Zero, none, zilch, zip, nada. <laughs> and I, I, I wouldn't have been happy to have him on my team. I'll put it that way. Even as a top 10 overall tight end, it just wasn't yeah. good. I mean, he had a zero. He had a couple of threes, a four, mm-hmm. a six, a seven, a six, a five. Uh, but if you did have him in week 16 in fantasy championships, he gave you his oh, best yeah. performance of the year, yep. 20 points. So I, he could have been worth it to you depending on your situation, but he was very inconsistent this year. From from week six to week 12, he had a couple games that were under five, but all the rest of them were, uh, were pretty good, really, honestly. It's over his average. His average was 9.5. Mm-hmm. All the rest of them games were ahead of his average, and not just ahead, but pretty good. I mean, if you're talking about averages, these numbers, 19, 16, 14, 13, and then a 17 as well for for them six weeks or whatever it is. But... I mean, that that's hard to argue with, but then you look at the other games that he had, it's just very lackluster game. A lot of these tight ends are the same, man. There's a stretch of really good games, and then there's also a stretch of not good games. Yep. And that's just every single one. I'm scrolling through them, and just, they all have these games. And we're, it's sad. We're talking about the number ninth overall tight end, and there's bad games <laughs> within there. Yep. Uh, and tied for eighth overall, and... He played a game less than Rob Gronkowski, so he actually had a better average. And he Mm -hmm. had much worse quarterback play 
Noah Fant, <laughs> who I had yeah. overall number eight, and um, wow. certain couple of other people had him at 15 and 14. Uh, no love for Noah Fant. So if he would have had real <laughs> quarterback play, I think he could have been a top five option this last year. But with all the I mean, crap that came out of Denver, yuck. There's absolutely no doubt about that. With better quarterback play, he would have definitely been a better player. The problem is, is I don't think I really trusted in the quarterback play to begin the season anyway. <laughs> so right. I'm not sure it's going to get much better going into next year. I mean, it's better than where I ranked him. I'll give him that. He'll he'll be up there somewhere in my mind. <laughs> but at this point, it's not so far up higher than what it was when I ranked him. So I'm not sitting there thinking, you know what? Noah Fant's going to be my number one tied in on my team. <laughs> it doesn't sound right to it say something like that. But that might be the case for me next year. We will see <laughs> where things land. But I still have a lot of love <laughs> for Noah Fant, uh, obviously much mm-hmm. more than the both of you. So we'll see where that lands us. Uh, we've already talked about Hayden Hurst. He was the number 10 overall a very mm-hmm. just meh 9.3 average. Played all 16 games, but again, he kind of disappeared and uh, showed up, but he, he was very just meh all season long. And, yep. I mean, that's fine. I guess you have somebody you could put in there and really not think about too much, but you never got anything. You were like, oh, man, no, or Hayden Hurst saved my team this week. You know, you were not going <laughs> to say that at all. So you knew what you were getting, and you barely got it or you didn't get it. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's good or bad out of the tight end position this last year, but <laughs> it was enough for top ten. Um, after him is the one that I didn't really um, – C being where he was. Um, There was a time where I think I picked him up in a league or two, um, but Dalton Schultz ended up number 11. It was very, very similar to Hayden Hurst numbers, just kind of all year long. And again, maybe with Dak Prescott, he could have been better, but he could also have been worse because we saw what Dak Prescott was doing. He was feeding all three wide receivers and Zeke. So... uh, it's it'll be an interesting one. I will not put too much stock in him next year if Dak Prescott is the quarterback from week one. I think those numbers would go down. He ended up with 89 targets on the year, and I think a lot of that was just the Andy Dalton and the other forgettable names at quarterback not <laughs> being able to make very good plays. So, uh, and networks at, in the chat uh, talking about Hayden Hurst. He was on all my teams, and he got hurt. He may have gotten hurt, yeah, just for like that one game. I think it was. Let me see here. Um, I th- yeah, week no, week ten was a buy. Week eleven, he had zero, so he might have uh, gotten hurt in that game. But he he was pretty much healthy all year long. So, oh, Dalton Schur- Schultz is who you're talking about. Ah. Dalton Schultz, where did he get hurt? <laughs> well, he had a bye. No, he didn't get hurt either. He was on bye week 10 as well. So I don't know where you're getting your information. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea what to think of Dalton Schultz because even with Dak, it, the numbers weren't great. I mean, I think the higher chance of Schultz being fantastic with with uh, Prescott, but there's, I mean, he had a, he had a couple stinkers with him as well. He had more than a couple. What year? What week did he get hurt? 
He didn't. Um, Prescott. Oh, uh, week five. Week five. Okay, so week five, Schultz did awful. <laughs> so uh, that's part of it there. He had a – wait, 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 week five? Oh, I'm looking at the wrong guy. Week five was – was that the 1.6 game? Yeah, he did awful. Uh, but the week before that, it was good. I guess with Prescott, it looks a little better. I wouldn't mind a little bit of Schultz with Prescott, but again, you don't know when Prescott's coming back. Other than that, I it's funny that he is in the top twelve because these numbers are just awful. I'm yeah. sorry, I can't stand the <laughs> tight end position. I don't know why we have to talk about tight ends. Uh, I'm sorry, we had to do it's it. Terrible. Had to do it. Um, there, you know, I think network. There was another guy in Dallas. I'm trying to remember who that was um but he was just he he wasn't anything special to begin with Dalton Schultz was the younger Mm -hmm. of the two and when he got the opportunity they thought he was going to run with it and he kind of did but nothing nothing special again that's pretty much every tight end we're going to talk about from here on out nothing special I want (laughs) to I want to know something I want to know how what the percentage of people that made the championship game in their fantasy league had Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller. I want to know that because I, that will really tell me a lot of whether or not I want to spend some money for somebody like Travis Kelsey. Where am I going to draft him? Because maybe it's worth it. Maybe the percentage of you making the championship game with a tight end position who is 100% going to start every single week. You don't have to worry about it. You're going to get your points every single Flipping week. You don't even have to stream. You don't have to care about it. What is the chances you make the Super Bowl or the championship game in your league compared to, like, say you drafted somebody like Mark Andrews where you got some stinkers and you got some games they didn't play. Yeah. Robert Tanyan where you only had touchdowns that was giving him points. What are the chances? We ha- I have to look this up because it's going to bother me until I actually get we, the number on that. We can do a deep dive onto that as a whole episode if you would like uh, coming because up Because this might be the this might be the first year coming up next year that I actually consider going early on a tight end. Somebody like Travis Kelsey, to me, that's 100% worth it. I mean, 317 points. Let me put that in perspective as far as... <laughs> well, if you're just wide look, receivers go. Well, here's what I'm going to uh, go with here. And before we talk about that, what Network put in the chat is 100% correct. Kelsey is 31 years old, the same age as Rob Gronkowski. Yes, he had an amazing year this year, but how long is he going to hold up at that kind of a position? Maybe he's got a couple years left on it. Maybe he is worth it for another year or two. But what I see here. If you can get Travis Kelsey in the second round, it's totally worth it because you're basically yeah. getting two tight ends for the price of one, and you get to start both of them every week because he doubled doubled the number eight tight end. He had twice as many points yeah. as a number eight overall tight end, and that is insane. Well, in the flag league, he had 317 points total, and that would be the fourth overall wide receiver. Oh. So I'm I'm telling you right now, it it doesn't make any sense. I mean, you could play him as a wide receiver, as a flex position. You can have a different tight end if you really wanted to. Or you can pick some other wide receivers that you can trust in other than a tight end. I don't trust in any of these other tight ends. So I'd rather have somebody like a, a, I don't know, a Keenan Allen or even a Deontay Johnson, somebody like that where I can actually 
get something out of it. With these other tight ends, you're getting a four-point game True. like every other week. It's not worth it. If you get somebody like Travis, I, I'm. this might be the year I go crazy here's, on the, here's on the, the, question, the top tight end person. I have already heard lots of rumblings about Travis Kelsey being a late first-round pick next year. Are you willing to take him if, at the end of the first round? If it's late... I would be willing to do that because I'll have another pick coming up for for me anyway. Because if I'm going to pick him in the second round, which is what you'd have to do it, right? Anyway, I'm going to have somebody else that I trust in in that first round. So there's probably still somebody else I can trust in in the second round, especially if it's late. If, if I got the twelfth pick and a twelve man team, a twelve team, I can't a twelve team. League, that's it. <laughs> if I have the 12th pick, I'm going to 100% have him if he's not already gone in the first round. But, yeah, I, I, don't, I also don't have a problem with it. If I can absolutely 100% get somebody I know is going to be that guy. Now, if he takes a fall, then he takes a fall. I don't know. I mean, the chances of him taking that fall to me is slim. If Because if he's still on the same team with the same quarterback, with the same coach, right, I sure. don't see how that changes unless he gets hurt. Yeah, I mean, I am. I'm pretty confident he's got another year left in the yeah. tank at a very, very high level. After that, we'll see because there's no way he can reproduce what he did this last year again and keep up that pace. It's just probably not going to happen. So he's going to take a little bit of a dip. But even if he takes a little bit of a dip, let's let's take forty points away from his total. Then that barely misses out on Darren Waller's point total, and that's still mm-hmm. 100 points better than number three was this last year. So it's still one of those guys that is probably worth it. Now looking at this, since we're on the subject, Darren Waller is not a guy who is probably going to go in the second round. Do you think Darren no. Waller goes slightly under the radar because of how he got his points the previous year, it was a bunch of catches and no touchdowns. And then this year, he was just absolutely force-fed the the targets yeah. on that team. And th- if they're not going to upgrade their wide receivers, there's no reason not to believe he's going to get force-fed the ball unless Derek Carr is not the quarterback. That's what I was going to say. I th- I, I'm not saying Derek Carr won't be the quarterback, but at this point, is he really going to win you a Super Bowl? <laughs> you have to be thinking in another direction at this point. If you're the Raiders front office, the Raiders coach, I, you have to sit there and think, can we do this with Derek Carr as our guy? I don't think so. I think they need something different. And what scares me is that Darren Waller was force fed the ball, yeah. like you said, because that's a Derek Carr thing. Even if you have better receivers, I don't believe Derek Carr is going to have the ability to get it out to the really good receivers. And who's to say these receivers aren't good? It could be a Derek Carr problem. And I think the front office for the Raiders might actually think that. And we might not see Derek Carr as the quarterback for the Raiders going forward. We'll see. Yep. I fully believe one that, more point. One more oh, point oh, oh. <laughs> on uh, on Travis Kelsey. I said he was fourth overall as the wide receivers points with 317 points. If you put it at the running backs position, he's fourth overall oh, there really? as oh, well. Wow. He had a fantastic year, and if if you can get anywhere close to that, it to me it's worth taking a chance at the very least early in the second round, if not the late in the first. Yep. I 
it is going to be a, a hot topic when mock yeah. draft season This might comes be around. my first year of doing this. Normally, I sit there and say, wait on tight end because they're all garbage. <laughs> but sometimes you just got to go outside the box, man. Well, when there's like one that is above that. and beyond, I mean, when Gronkowski was absolutely murdering tight ends, uh, the yeah, points that's you true. were like, uh, I got to get Rob Gronkowski. And then, you know, Jimmy Graham for a year, you're like, well, if I can't get Rob Gronkowski, at least I can get Jimmy Graham. And then then they all kind of fell mm-hmm. off. Gronk got injured. Yeah. Jimmy Graham got traded, had a decent season uh, with Seattle, which nobody really looks at. But his overall stats for Seattle for one year were actually decent. So he, he didn't fall off immediately, but... Um, Jimmy yeah. Graham this year was just outside of wide or tight end one territory at 13 overall. And, uh, I don't even know if any of us put Jimmy Graham on our list. Let me look here. Man. We're just like, how can he, oh, there, I see you have him at number 24. Um, <laughs> and I think you're the only one that put him on a list. So, uh, I guess you wow. win that one. <laughs> um, but let's talk what about your number five overall. Okay. Who is Hunter Henry, who basically yeah. had the same exact season as Hayden Hurst because it was just yeah. kind of meh. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was most weeks he was above 10, but then he had a few stinker weeks in a row, and then he had a real stinker against the Patriots in week 13, and then he got COVID yeah. in championship week. So that was yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. an outlier, something that we don't, have to necessarily think about next year. At least I sure hope we don't have to think about for next season. But well, here's here's what I'm looking at. Okay, the last uh, week eleven to week fifteen. I'm not saying he performed like I thought he was going to. I honestly thought he was going to be a fantastic tight end this year. Yeah, he was very short of fantastic. But if you're looking at tight end position, being the top ten or whatever it is, he is. Uh, it, it's good enough. But if you look at them last few weeks, 13, 15, 14, he did have a crappy one with a one. Yep. And then he had a 10 and an 18. Them are very solid weeks. And if we can see that again, I mean, that team in general, I could see something like that happening. Yeah. And I believe was that was that 1.7 game the week that what's-his-face just absolutely sucked that week, that whole team sucked that week. That's very possible. That is very possible. I, um, Talking about I Herbert. I can't think of his name. I'd say I'm Herbert, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that week that they were awful. So that could have been a very solid six games in a row that yeah. he could have had. And that, to me, that's consistency. But if you look back before that, it's very inconsistent, except for the first, like, three weeks. You know, he's actually fairly consistent. There's only four yeah, he weeks. Was. Other than that one where they sucked. That he he was bad. I mean, I think I still have him on my radar going forward. I mean, oh, that guy sure. looks. When it comes to bad tight ends, he's at least most consistent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he was this still is so sad, man. He was I number twelve overall. He was still a tight end one at the end of the season. That's and true. You That's could true. put him in there and forget about him. Yeah, he had that really bad game one week, That's true. but every other game you were getting something out of him. And the majority mm-hmm. of weeks, it was over 10. So it wasn't bad. He just he didn't look like he did it in spectacular uh, fashion. So it right. is what it is. He, he's, again, pretty much everybody from about 
five on is a guy that I'd be like, oh, if he's still there in the 10th round, I guess I'll take him. I could say that about <laughs> pretty much all of these tight ends. And real quick before we end the show, we'll talk well, about now, Okay, yeah, yeah, we're not done yet. I, something I didn't realize, mm-hmm. Hunter Henry is now a free agent. I didn't oh, realize that. You know what? I'm not sure I if no I realized idea. that either, but that is... Very interesting. So Hunter Henry we'll and possibly Evan Ingram could be switching uh, teams, and that will play a, a big part in that. So mm-hmm. interesting. I will keep a close eye on Hunter Henry's whereabouts. Um, then we've we've talked about some of these before. I have to say that I am very proud of myself for the number eighteen. <laughs> overall because i also had him at number 18 on my rankings and everybody yeah. everybody you know you two well you didn't have him too high network however no. if he's still in the chat and listening <laughs> um number nine overall is where he had jared cook you had him at 13 yeah. i had him at 18 i was like i have zero trust in jared cook and yeah. he really was nothing to write home about. He he disappeared. He didn't play a couple of games. Um, he had three games in a row where I see a zero. And in this particular league I'm looking at, you can get negative points for penalties. He had negative point two, And then another zero after that. So three straight weeks, you got negative point <laughs> two total points. Overall, wow. for Jared Cook, I mean, when he did score, he was fine, but it was like it was all or nothing with Jared Cook this year. Yeah, in in my defense for having him a little bit higher, I think it was just based off of name, really, because if yeah. you think back when we had the episode of the rankings, just look at how many guys I switched from yes. eleven on down. I didn't switch like, any nope. of them because I said, what's the point? Yep. <laughs> They're all going to be mumbled together. There's no, absolutely no point in switching any of these rankings. So from from one to two, I didn't switch anything. And then after that, I switched almost everything up until 10. But 11 on down, it doesn't need to switch. <laughs> There's nothing there to tell me that I needed to switch. Where opposite of that... Network switched like everybody <laughs> from 15 on down, <laughs> and you did a little bit. You were like the mixture of both of us. A little bit. A little but, yeah, bit. it just didn't make any sense to me. Why Why do we need to have Jared Cook be lower on the list when I have no idea how good or bad he's going to be? I got all these other jumbled guys at tight end. Uh, think about it. Tyler Higby, Jared Cook, Hawkinson did good. Fant did better yeah. than I thought. Uh, John U. Smith, Dallas Goddard. Zach, Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron, Chris Herndon sucked, uh, Greg Olson, Ian Thomas, Rudolph, and then Jimmy Graham. I mean, Graham did better well, than obviously yeah. I thought he would do as well. But, I mean, it, it's what the heck, you know? It's just what's the point of having him put him higher on the list? And I know you sucked. Uh, you thought he was going to suck, and you were right. He sucked. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I had him at 13. There's yeah. no way I was putting him at number 12. Nope, nope. I was just making fun, but I, I was proud. That's I was like, oh, Jared, good. Oh, nice. Crap. <laughs> Is that? No, no, that's never going to stop. Um, <laughs> but anyway. Cyclone of terribleness. Yeah, and, don't make uh, me bust out the, the bumps. I've got them at moments <laughs> notice. Um, but, yeah, pretty much everybody else on our list, they 
I'm pretty sure you had said it during the actual episode is you can pretty much interchange anybody from about 13 on with anybody else mm-hmm. in that list. And that's where I would be okay taking them. Uh, granted yep. there were a lot of people from 13 on that, like didn't even come close. I mean, we've got yeah. Ian Thomas, Greg Olson, Kyle Rudolph, Chris Herndon, uh, and Eric Ebron. I mean, Eric Ebron was probably the highest out of all those, uh, he finished 14, so he would have been at least close to that range. Yeah. Jack Doyle yep. and O.J. Howard, yep. guys like that, are like they didn't even start the season, let alone play everything and do good for you, but that's enough. That is absolutely 100% enough. We don't need to talk about tight ends anymore. I will spare you the pain, <laughs> uh, but we will do Just a deeper dive thing. about Travis Kelsey later. Yeah, I will have to do that. We have to do that. To me, that's completely worth looking into. Yep. But one thing I want to say about tight ends, there's a guy named Trey Burton that <laughs> pretty much nobody thought was going to be anything. But if this is part, part of the reason why you need to pay attention in football, because there's a few weeks there where he saved me. Yeah, where he I, was, I had nobody else, and like, I got to play Trey Burton. He's, it's garbage. But then all of a sudden, he had a few games that were good. And that type of thing can make you win a game. Yep. And, and then you can end up putting yourself into a position where you make the playoffs or whatever. But there's no way he was going to get, you know, win you a Super Bowl. But he gets you to a game winner. And that gives you a chance to get to the Super Bowl. So yep. that's part of the reason why tight ends is such a critical position, even though they all suck. You have to look and what's available. And that's what I want to talk more about, somebody like Travis Kelsey. (laughs) And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to study up on that a little bit. All right. Uh, One more point, and then we'll get out of here. Your description of Trey Burton is spot on. There's a lot of these guys that the situation presents itself in the middle of the season, whether you already had this guy on your roster or not. But if you can make that choice for a certain week, oh, other guys are out. Trey Burton just came back. Like, you know what? He's got the opportunity. He's going to get five or six targets because we all knew Indianapolis peppers their tight ends with targets, but it's usually spread out between three. So when it dwindles down to one, you actually might have something. So, again, (laughs) that'll be in-season information that we get to. And, yeah. you know, yeah. it is what it is. Again, sorry we did an entire episode about tight ends. Jeez. I apologize. We just had to do it so I could get it off my list. It was kind of bugging me <laughs> that we did everything else and not this one. So it is now out of the way, and uh, I appreciate everybody out there uh, watching on Twitch, listening to my podcast land. Uh, it is now officially... 100% going to be the off season the next time we do an episode. So who knows wow. what the topics will be from here on out. We're not just going to talk about what happened last week. We're going to talk about what we think is going to happen in like six, eight months. So, uh, <laughs> it's that long. Until yeah, I know I, I hated saying oh. it, but it is a long time, but we're not going anywhere. We'll keep you <laughs> updated uh, all off season and uh, we hope you stick around and figure out what we might predict in the future. Is that a is that a good uh, good description? That's good enough. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good enough for me. Uh, thanks for listening, and don't forget to stay fueled up this off season. <laughs>